0: Good evening ladies and gentlemen We kick things off live here on Monday Night Raw With the nightmare before TLC test Told by Ms. Morrison and AJ Styles As they predict what will happen at TLC Coming up on Sunday Going to be a huge match for the WWE Championship In a TLC match As it'll be AJ Styles taking on Drew McIntyre Also tonight Bray Wyatt Leads a field trip to the WWE Thunderdome With his friends from the Firefly Funhouse The first 15 minutes of the show was spent In uh, a Catastrophe talk show of course As normal But uh, Now We We uh, We have action in the ring as AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, taking on the Celtic Warrior Sheamus, a former four-time WWE champion himself, and AJ Styles, a former champion himself, as these two are competing right now in a one-on-one contest to kick things off for Raw for the opening contest. We had a hard fought battle here between the phenomenal AJ Styles and Sheamus in the opening contest. As AJ Styles zeroed in on the left leg of Sheamus, trying to take the, the base out of the big monster, the big uh, Celtic warrior here. AJ Styles would go on to pick up the victory and defeat Sheamus. He will later on tonight be in the ring or, or somewhat uh, around Drew McIntyre here in the Thunderdome for the ascension of the wwe championship as they will be hanging the wwe championship high above the ring in the thunderdome getting ready for the uh, tlc match between aj styles and drew mcintyre at tlc coming up this weekend as well as we'll see lana take on naya Jax later tonight we have a huge six-man match Uh, Drew McIntyre, I believe, uh, will be in action. I'm not sure. I do know that Miz and Morrison will be in a handicap match against the unbelievable Keith Lee. Yeah, I I don't even know what to call him. He's not limitless anymore. I mean, if Vince sent your ass back to training, you're obviously not limitless. Wait a minute, we've got action after the match. AJ was running his mouth, got too close to the ring, and now Sheamus has a handful of uh, AJ's hair. And Seamus gets uh, the favor returned by the big monster that's with AJ. He grabs Seamus's hair, and now Seamus is tied up. His right leg is tied up in the ropes. He's been Andre the Gianted here. As Andre the Giant used to get tied up quite a bit, except he was tied up by his arms, but he's tied up by his ankle in the ropes. The the big bodyguard of AJ gets a chair for AJ. Now AJ just waylaying Seamus with this chair. Across the arms and midsection, as Sheamus does try to cover himself up. And, oh, right to the legs. Right to the legs. The Sheamus is just hanging there, uh, you know, defenseless. And then, oh, another shot. I think he just got the hand of Sheamus. You know, you can break somebody's hand if you accidentally hit their hand when you're uh, hitting them with a chair. So it's never a good thing to just, you know, mercilessly sling a chair like he was doing, but hey, he got the point across. He was sending a message directly to Drew McIntyre for their TLC match. The referee trying to get AJ Styles to leave the ringside area telling him it's over. It's over. But uh, AJ Styles done the damage. Sheamus got tied up in the ropes and AJ waylaid on him with the steel chair. Sending a message. Now he goes back after the chair again and Two, three, three more chair shots across the midsection. And the arms of Seamus attempting to cover up, but to no avail, you're gonna you know you're gonna feel that no matter what. And and a chair shot to the midsection to the rib area is brutal. Uh, that sucks. Absolutely sucks. Live this Sunday, seven Eastern four, whatever the hell that stands for. It'll be the WWE Championship Tables, Ladders, and Chairs match. Drew McIntyre taking on AJ Styles, and we'll have that coverage for you right here on Wrestling with the Locals as AJ Styles hopes to regain the WWE Championship from Drew McIntyre as well as Mia's hopes to cash in on somebody and leave with that championship after that hard-fought match that these two will have. And now they get ready to tell us about Bray Wyatt with his field trip to the Thunderdome. With his friends from the Firefly Funhouse. I'm sure he's coming after Randy Orton as it looks to be that we're building for The Fiend. And Randy Orton to be wrestling each other at TLC. But AJ Styles picks up the victory in the very first match of the evening here on Monday Night Raw. We're back from commercial break as the Hurt Business is seen backstage. One of the ring crew guys was eating a donut. And Bobby Lashley says, you know what goes good with donuts and pours milk on his head. And now the the interview lady didn't want to interview him and tried to run off. But, you yeah. now we find out that MVP will be taking on Matt Riddle. Brokest. That's funny. He's making fun of Matt Riddle now. But uh MVP will be getting his old ass back in the ring tonight to take on Matt Riddle on Monday night Raw and hopefully MVP's old ass can handle the bro cuz I don't like the bro. I uh just not a big fan of Matt Riddle at all. Looking forward to seeing that match as well as some of the others seeing Lana take on uh you know Nia Jax and seeing what else will happen here tonight. But getting to see the Hurt Business be bullies, that's what it is. And then we'll see what matches next, see what talking segment. As it is, Monday Night Raw's three-hour soap opera that we are watching tonight. And nine times out of ten, we have maybe four, maybe five matches, if that. And the rest of the time, it's all talk. And right now, we're seeing the Hurt Business do what they do best, which is run their mouth later on. We'll see what the second thing they do best, which is kicking ass. So, uh Interesting situation. Assault on the ring crew with uh, Milk. Looks like we're getting ready for our six-man tag match. as Jeff Hardy painted up with the blue and yellow to match his tag team partners, the New Day, Kofi Kingston, and Xavier Woods. And then, uh, of course, Matt Riddle walks into the segment. But we're getting ready for our six-man tag match next, guys. We got six-man action live on Monday Night Raw from the Thunderdome. As Shelton Benjamin, Cedric Alexandra, and Bobby Lashley of the Hurt Business take on Jeff Hardy and the New Day Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods with uh, the OB, the original bro, Matt Riddle at ringside for uh, the Hardy Bros or Bro E, whatever the hell they're calling him tonight, and MVP at ringside for the Hurt Business. We should be closing in on the end of this match here within the next few minutes as it's been a dominating match here back and forth as uh, the Hurt Business have seemed to dominate throughout most of it. It kind of looks like Cedric Alexander feels like he's a little bit better than some of his Hurt Business partners because he tagged himself in while ago off of Bobby Lashley, who had uh, guerrilla press or military press, whatever you want to call it. It's a guerrilla press, military press kofi kingston up in the air over his head so we've seen a little dissension there as these guys you know was, you know cedric alexandra was not uh an original member of the hurt business he kind of joined up uh as a way to get out of getting his ass kicked every week but he's been very dominant the past few weeks he's picked up victories over both members of the new day which now has gotten these guys a tag team title match that they will get at TLC on Sunday. It'll be Cedric Alexandra and Shelton Benjamin taking on the New Day's Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods for the Raw Tag Team Championship as we see uh, MVP at ringside barking out orders and Xavier Woods and Jeff needing to get that tag as Cedric Alexandra here working away on the arm of Kofi. Now, Shelton Benjamin, once known as the gold standard, he is a damn good pound-for-pound wrestler. I don't care what you say. He's a hell of an athlete. He is in the ring with Kofi now. Him and Kofi know each other fairly well. Him and Jeff know each other fairly well as well. Uh, Shelton Benjamin's been around for a while, more than a cup of coffee. As uh, A.J. Styles told Matt Riddle that he'd only been there for a cup of coffee. Funny side note, Keith Lee. Of course, has been told to report back to Florida, to the Performance Center, which they're in Florida, but he's been told to report back to the Performance Center for two extra training days per week. Per Vince McMahon, though he's doing that, he will still be featured on Monday Night Raw tonight in a handicap match against John Morrison in the mids. And we've got uh, Shelton Benjamin still working away on Kofi Kingston, Bobby Lashley tagging in. They've backed Kofi into the corner, solid right hands from Bobby Lashley on Kofi. And, uh, you know, each team wants to get that victory. They want to get that upper hand heading into TLC on Sunday. As uh, New Day will be defending the Raw Tag Team titles against the Hurt Business. Uh, If they get the victory, you know, that will give them momentum going into Sunday or, or so you would assume. Whereas if they lose, it could give them the momentum either way. It's all about the booking, right? We all know that. But uh, the chief hurt officer, the CEO, you know, the whatever you want to call him, He is the, uh, the the U.S. champion right now, reigning and defending U.S. champion, just tearing in to Kobe Kingston. Jeff Hardy and, and Xavier Woods need to get that tag. Bro-E or Matt Riddle. At ringside. Tagged right back into Shelton Benjamin Classic heel tag team match here as these guys are tagging in and out and cutting that ring off on Kofi Kingston, not allowing Kofi to get to his corner. And now we got Benjamin and uh, Cedric both stumbling away on Kofi. Then the referee got Benjamin out. And now Cedric is teasing Xavier. Uh, rumor has it Xavier's getting ready to make an exit from WWE. Not. Uh, Not sure exactly what the deal is there. So if we see Xavier Woods just disappear soon after his contract ends, that could be the end of his wrestling career. Uh, He knows he can't do it forever, but something has been said about him wanting to get out of the wrestling business. So I don't see him going to AEW. And then again, you never say never in the wrestling business. I mean, hell, we just got sting on AEW. Uh, Speaking of AEW, on Wednesday night, we will see the AEW world champion, Kenny Omega. Uh, apparently, we'll be defending the world title against uh, the bad boy Joey Vanilla. I mean, Janella in a no disqualification match. I thought the match was a non-title match, and that if Janella could win, that he would get a title shot later. But apparently, AEW shared something earlier where it, it is for the title. So I don't, I don't know for sure. So don't quote me on that one. I'm still trying to get some answers there. I thought it was a non-title match, but. um uh, Kofi now cutting uh, Shelton Benjamin off with a big stomp and tags Jeff Hardy in. Jeff Hardy comes in on the hot tag. Benjamin goes down. Normally on a hot tag, you see everybody fumbling and bumbling and bumping around like a bunch of buffoons. And Jeff Hardy comes back, was going for the flying forearm. Shelton Benjamin not where he needed to be. Atomic drop. The famous Jeff Hardy leap up and leg drop right to the midsection. Jeff Hardy with a baseball drop kick to the face. Standing splash goes for the cover and a two count only as Shelton Benjamin was able to kick out at two. As Jeff Hardy was trying to do what he could to get it over with, we see a blind tag from Cedric Alexandra. Jeff Hardy ducks under Benjamin. Cedric hits him with a jumping knee and two count only as Jeff Hardy managed to kick out of that jumping knee from Cedric Alexandra. Cedric right back on top of him for the cover. Two count only again. Now he's pounding right hand after right hand into the head of Jeff Hardy as uh, the other uh, Hardy bro is getting a little fired up and aggravated. Jeff Hardy sidesteps, hits him with a Russian leg sweep. Now he's going to do the Hardy pin, the leg drop into the pin. Two count only as Cedric Alexander got out. Shelton Benjamin tried to get in. Xavier Woods takes Benjamin out. Bobby Lashley takes out Woods. Kofi takes out uh, Bobby Lashley. And that leaves Kofi in the ring with Jeff Hardy and Cedric. And now Kofi sizing them up. He's going to leap up and over onto Shelton Benjamin out on the floor. Now Xavier Woods up and over. Bobby Lashley catching Xavier Woods in midair. Oh, man, he just ran Xavier Woods back first into the guardrail and a huge clothesline from Bobby Lashley on Kofi Kingston and a baseball drop kick to the outside from Jeff Hardy on Bobby Lashley. And Jeff Hardy turns around right into a roll-up from Cedric Alexander on a two-count only, two-count only. And then a schoolboy here. Two-count only. We're getting down to the end of the line here. Now he's going to try to go for the backslide. Jeff Hardy's in the backslide. Got the cover. Two-count only. Cedric Alexander doing everything he can to get a pinfall on the, the charismatic enigma here. Jeff Hardy and Jeff Hardy reverses it, shoots Cedric in. Cedric Blind tag from Bobby Lashley. Jeff Hardy doesn't know that. He hits a twist of fate on Cedric Alexandra. And now Lashley trying to lock in that uh, hurt lock. Jeff Hardy counters it. Bobby Lashley charges him in the corner. Hardy sidesteps. Bobby Lashley spears the uh, turnbuckle post. Hardy going up to the top. And Cedric Alexandra yanking him down. Bobby Lashley turns around. Hooks the hurt lock in on the top rope. Yanks him down. And he's got that hurt lock in. That full Nelson that he calls the hurt lock. And Jeff Hardy has no choice but to tap out. Once that move is applied, they say there's no escape. We've seen them all countered a couple of times. And Cedric just jumps into the arms of Bobby to celebrate. Talking about how they uh, won. Cedric Alexandra is uh, over-celebrating. Bobby Lashley, Shelton Benjamin, and MVP are staring at him kind of hard. Apparently, there's a, a little bit of uh, confusion and issues there with Cedric. Maybe he's a little too young for the group. Maybe he's a little too excited, a little too wild. Maybe he just doesn't doesn't follow suit the way they want him to. But uh, Cedric Alexander, nonetheless, seems to be put a little tension there with the Hurt business himself as he tagged himself in earlier and things like that. And uh, – now we hear that uh, Lana and Oscar will get a Raw Women's Tag Team title match or a Women's Tag Team title match at TLC as well against Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax at TLC. But tonight we have Lana taking on Nia Jax. But uh, the Hurt Business picked up the victory in that huge six-man tag match, which was our second match of the evening. Pretty good contest. Our third contest of the evening is a ladies' match as Lana faces her fears alone. And uh, as an interesting turn of events, Nia Jax coming out by herself to take on Lana. It's Lana versus Nia Jax in singles action. Oscar looking on from gorilla position at a Titantron, little Minitron TV they've got set up. As uh, Nia Jax is uh, physically dominating Lana, from the opening bell of this match here. Now she's picked her up, and the military press throws her up, and Lana reverses it. Wraps her legs around her head. Hurricane Rana's Nia Jax down, spinning. He'll kick in the corner. Could Lana beat Nia Jax? Lana's going up to the top rope. Wait a minute, Nia Jax with a huge headbutt. Cutting Lana off. Lana's sitting mounted on the top rope there straddling the uh, turnbuckle post, and Nia Jax climbing up, (laughs) yanks Lana up. They about fall. Lana saves the day by hooking herself on the top rope there. Lana reverses again. Sunset flip powerbomb. She's trying to go for it here. Could she get her down? No, she couldn't get her down, so she's going to kick her in the leg. Lana goes down, and then a double stomp to the stomach from Lana to Nia. Three! Lana just beat Nia Jax. Lana just beat Nia Jax. Good God. That was quick as shit. That match didn't even last two minutes. And then Shayna Baszler just assaulted Asuka backstage. And the gorilla attacked her from behind, putting the boots to her. She's pissed. Lana just beat Nia Jax by herself. No help needed. Nia Jax now attacking Lana after the fact. Slamming Lana's head into the canvas. And here comes Shayna running to the ring. So now Shayna can make fun of uh, Nia for losing to Lana, like she's been making fun of Shayna for losing to Lana and Asuka. Nia comes in with a leg drop on uh, Lana there. They roll her over, they get her arm out, and they set it up, and here comes Shayna. She's about to pull her hair down. Nope, she didn't even bother pulling her hair down, she just stomped her arm. They're trying to eliminate one half of their challengers at TLC. Oh, she's splitting out Lana there. She's got her legs all spread out. She's got her all twisted up, pulling her hair. They're talking shit, stomping on her ankle. Shayna Baszler just berating her, just stomping all over her ankle. Now she's down on her, taking her kick pad off. Lana of screaming in pain, trying to cover up her uh, top there. They're taking the shoe off, and now Shayna is just torquing that knee and that ankle. On the left leg of Lana, the, referee's not even, the referee doesn't even have the balls to get in the ring and stop him. as Shayna torqued that leg out, and then Lana getting a leg drop from Nia Jax, and Nia Jax delivers two more, and then Asuka finally makes the comeback, pulls uh, Shayna Baszler out of the ring, code breaker to Nia. Oh, and a rear view to Shayna Baszler's face. And a kick to Nia. Now she's checking on her partner Lana. They're supposed to get a a women's title match, women's tag title title shot at uh, TLC. Lana is in pain after the beating she took at the hands of Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. But the the big news here is that a lot of beat a lot of beat Jax by herself. Impressive. She went for the uh, sunset flip powerbomb off the ropes. That didn't happen, so she kicks the back of the leg, causing Nia Jax to fall. And when she fell, Nia held onto the ropes. She took the double stomp, hooked the legs, rolled her over, spread her legs out, put all of her weight on her, covered her up. One, two, three. Asuka was in the back celebrating in gorilla. And then Shayna Baszler from behind, Nell and Oscar, and then coming down coming down to uh, just berate and, and brutalize Lana after she was able to beat Nia Jax in one-on-one competition. They uh, they attacked the arm and they attacked the leg. Uh, I have a feeling Lana will still find a way to be there to compete. And I have a feeling we may end up with new women's tag team champions. Uh, it's, it's an odd situation, but I feel like that could be what's coming. Shayna's pissed, so is Nia after what just happened to them. The embarrassment continues for these girls as um, Nia Jax losing to Lana here on Monday Night Raw. And, and just, and wow, Lana picking up the victory. Still to come tonight, we'll have Bray Wyatt with the field trip to the Thunderdome for his friends at the Firefly Funhouse as well as Drew McIntyre and The Miz, setting up for the ascension of the WWE Championship to be hung above the ring in the Thunderdome, getting ready for the tables, ladders, and chairs, TLC, on Sunday. So an interesting turn of events here after we went back from commercial break. Uh, Elias was in the ring, set up to do an impromptu concert. Jackson Riker, a.k.a. Gunner, from back in his TNA days, is... In the ring with him. our Truth comes out promptly interrupts. Uh, thank God because I don't want to hear it. Uh, R Truth apologized for interrupting, and then here come all the 24 7 European something or other guys to uh chase down our truth. our Truth made get away Grand medal League just suffered a huge clothesline and a big set down spine buster. And now Elias is gonna tune it back up. Uh, Jackson Riker said that Elias' music has changed him. And uh, so I guess it changed him. Apparently they've aligned him and Elias together now. And now they pan back to the dressing room where Miz and Morrison are now in their gear and getting ready for their handicap match against the uh, Unlimitless or the Limitless or the Legion of whatever... The Legion of shit, as far as I'm concerned, Keith Lee in their... uh, you know, their handicap match with him tonight. I don't understand this situation, but uh, they panned to Keith Lee standing next to him with his idea. But anyway, pretty interesting segment there as uh, Gunner or Jackson Riker just made his uh, return to Raw with Elias. So he's no longer with the Forgotten Sons. But. We're getting ready for a handicap match as well as other things. They're flipping a coin. Wait a minute here. They called heads. What's this for? Heads it is. They want a coin toss. I don't know what the coin toss was, but Keith... Keith Lee just told him that's the only thing they're going to win. Uh, I'd like to see Miz and Morrison beat him in this two-on-one handicap match. So that match is up next. We'll be back with coverage of the two-on-one handicap match. Hallelujah. Miz and Morrison pick up the victory in the two-on-one handicap match over Keith Lee. As they did everything they could to, to hold him at bay, Keith Lee fired back up. Looked like he was going to beat them. He was dominating these gentlemen, and then out of the blue, they stack him up, cover him up, and get the three count to pick up the victory. He's pissed off, but, hey, let's celebrate. Ms. Morrison, hey, hey, ho, ho, they won. They beat Keith Lee in a two-on-one handicap match. You take them as you can get them. That's all I got to say. So just a few minutes ago, we witnessed a Firefly Funhouse with Bray Wyatt coming out, making some very funny, inappropriate – Jokes there about uh, snakes and how do you measure a viper in inches because they have no feet. Uh, What kind of wipers do snakes use to wipe their windows? Windshield vipers. Uh, All things that I'm sure some of us have heard at least once or twice in our life. But uh, then Randy Orton shows up on the Titantron and says, Why don't we play a game? A game of hide and seek. Come find me. And uh, now we're getting ready to watch Ricochet take on Mace of Retribution as things get kicked off here. We'll be back with uh, a little bit of coverage on this as well. So we just watched what was supposed to be a singles match between Ricochet and Mace of Retribution, as Ali and other members of Retribution said at ringside. Uh, Slapjack and T-Bar were trying to attempt to get involved. Ricochet wore them out uh, or wore them off. And uh, then lost to Mace in an impressive way as uh, Mace defeats Ricochet in singles action. Now they've held him up, they're holding him down. And uh, Ali, Mustafa Ali, is telling him that this will only end when he says it'll end when you join Retribution. Uh, It's sad to see someone with the in ring work ethic, and move calibrations of Ricochet being subject to a mid-card spot against Retribution. Uh, no disrespect to some of the guys of Retribution, but they're subject to a mid-card spot as well. It's not a interesting situation. Now, we've panned to the back, and uh, Bray Wyatt is looking for Randy. And uh, he's found, he's found Matt Riddle, and he's talking about Bro nouns and things like that. But uh, he's trying to pitch some things to Bray White, and Bray tells him good luck, and he's got to go. And uh, of course, you know Matt Riddle's been pitching shit to everybody, and. And now Rambling Baby Rabbit. Or Baby Yoda. <laughs> oh my god, he just compared Rambling Rabbit to Baby Yoda and called him Baby Broda. A huge fan. No skipper. You think you could sign this character? Yeah, there you go. So. Wow, all right. So Shayna Baszler now making her way into the Thunderdome. Looks like she's gonna be in action. Maybe she's taking on Asuka again, but uh, they destroyed Lana, and now she's on her way out to the ring to destroy someone else, and she is being accompanied to the ring by her tag team partner, Nia Jax. So coming up next, we've got Shayna Baszler in singles action. Good God, this match fell apart quickly, and now it's gotten way out of hand. Baszler was set to take on Dana Brooks. The match didn't even last a good, what, three minutes. And Nia Jax gets her disqualified by pushing Dana Brooks off the top rope. Mandy Rose sticking her nose in where it doesn't belong and somebody else's business coming to save Dana Brooks. Nailing Shayna Baszler across the back with a kendo stick and then nailing uh, Sh- uh, Nia Jax in the stomach and across the back a couple of times. And then Shayna fighting back, gets the kendo stick. We thought she was going to open up a can of ass with the kendo stick. And, of course, Oscar sticking her nose in there as well, jumping uh, Baszler from behind. And now Nia is up on the ramp, and Baszler's still down at ringside uh, after landing on the ground over this. But uh, looking forward to seeing this match as Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler will defend those women's tag team titles against... Lana and uh, Oscar at TLC. And now the 24-7 European I-95, Highway 67, something-something European champion, Our truth is in the back running his mouth again with his belt. God knows something going to happen. He's talking to the little pig dude. He's, he's talking to the little pig from the, the Firefly Funhouse. He's right. And Bray Wyatt shows up. This thing is your son, right? Hide and seek. He just called called Bray Wyatt, the pig's father, Huskins or whatever's father. And and Bray Wyatt runs off and says, hide and seek, as he's still looking for Randy Orton. What an interesting turn of events. Waiting to see what happens once Bray Wyatt finds Randy Orton somewhere in the uh, Thunderdome, as we continue to follow that situation as it goes down. But uh, interesting situation there with uh, with Baszler's match ending in a disqualification, and uh, you know the Kendo Stick being involved. I have a feeling that Baszler will be getting a receipt on that Kendo Stick shot at some point against Mandy Rose, and I wouldn't blame her because it was very. Solid. She got her across the uh, the back real well, but uh, what a situation! TLC is is you know hopefully will live up to the hype that they're building for it, as they are steadily building for these women this women's tag match, and still building for the WWE title match that they plan to have in a TLC match as well. So, looking forward to seeing what goes down on Sunday night at TLC. We've still got about a half hour left in this show. So stick with us as we'll get you the coverage and bring it to you. So a backstage brawl has broken out live at the Thunderdome as Bray Wyatt was continuing to search for the Viper. He found a rocking chair sitting by itself. Rocking, he sat down in it to reminisce. And the next thing you know, Randy Orton strikes from behind, attacking Bray Wyatt. And now they're brawling all over the Thunderdome. He's now shoved him through. He slammed him into the uh, garage door. And now he shoved the fiend down into a box. And he just shut the box, latched the box. Could he be planning to lock this box a- and do something dastardly, viper like here? As Bray Wyatt was told to let's play. Oh, no, no, no. There is a jug of gasoline. Randy Orton has got a jug of gasoline, and he is about to set this box on fire that he just put Bray Wyatt in. Now, I've seen this happen a few times in the history of WWE. Most of the time, it was Kane and Undertaker setting fire to each other or coffins and things like that. Randy Orton just poured... This tank of gasoline on top of this box that Bray Wyatt, the fiend Bray Wyatt, was just beat down and shoved into and latched in. Um, He's got a Zippo lighter that he just lit. Um, The look on his face. No. Yeah, he's going to do it. He just dropped the lighter. Oh, my God. He just lit this box up. Randy Orton just put a beating on Bray Wyatt, jumped him from behind, and beat beat Bray Wyatt down, put him in this box. This crate that was in the back of the Thunderdome latched him inside of it. You heard the latch click, and he poured gasoline on it. Bray Wyatt just came out of the box as the fiend. The fiend just came out of this inferno of a box. Grabbed Randy Orton in the minimum claw and just slammed Randy back of the head first into the garage door. The fiend is pinched. As Randy Orton once burned down Bray Wyatt's house and Sister Abigail's chair in it. Now he tried to burn Bray Wyatt alive and the fiend come back out to get Randy Orton. He just came out of that inferno of a box. Grabbing Randy Orton with the minimum claw. Good gosh. He's got Randy down. What in the world? It's the Fiend now has Randy down. He, he wore him down with the minimum claw. I, I don't even know what in the world Randy Orton was thinking. He just poured gasoline on that box, set it ablaze, and it whooshed into flames. And Bray Wyatt, the fiend Bray Wyatt, came out of that crate, grabbed Randy Orton in the minimum claw, and slammed him headfirst into the garage door, and then just, you know, put Randy down. That That's the fiend and Randy Orton. The viper and the fiend at TLC. That's going to be one hell of a battle. Holy cow! In one of the fastest matches in history, Matt Riddle... The OB, the original bro, just hit the floating bro and the flashing knee jump or whatever the hell he calls it on MVP, knocked him down, hit the floating bro, and scored the victory in, like, what, two minutes? Three minutes tops? Some of the fastest damn televised matches I've seen in God knows how long as Matt Riddle, (coughs) Matt Riddle, bro, just picked up the victory over MVP. And now we're getting ready for what is the main event of the evening. The WWE title ascension ceremony between Drew McIntyre and the phenomenal AJ Styles where they will hang the WWE Championship high above the ring for TLC. Another interesting turn of events is nothing with WWE as ever normal. We get ready for the WWE ascension ceremony for the WWE Championship to be hung above the ring for TLC. AJ and Drew McIntyre run their mouths to each other. AJ calls him out for uh, taking 19 years to become champion and things like that. And then AJ says, but what if it's not just me you have to face in the TLC match? You say you're ready for AJ Styles, but what if it's not just me? Miz and Morrison slide into the ring. They smash Drew in the face with the ladder that was standing up. They proceed to beat down on Drew. Drew fires back up. He's dispatched of Miz and Morrison at this time as AJ Styles is still pounding away on Drew McIntyre, chair in hand. And now he's trying to wedge the chair into the turnbuckle in the corner. Uh, Drew McIntyre did kind of bust my bubble at one point when he quoted, Not every man lives but every man truly dies or some shit that we've heard a hundred times, you know, or not every man dies. Not every man truly lives. That's what it was. He quoted that. And we've heard that a hundred times from different people. Come up with something original on your own. Don't try to quote everybody else's shit, but uh, the, the melee and the mayhem that is unfolding is Omis. Omis, the big bodyguard has now broke down a table and put it in the ring for AJ AJ standing up a ladder quickly unfolding the legs on this table, flipping it over. What's he setting up for? What's he getting ready to do to Drew McIntyre? He's sending a direct message. Drew just inadvertently, uh, unobviously to the fans at home, helped set that table up. Now, one of the referees is in the ring trying to stop him from doing this, to to hold the ladder so that A.J. doesn't fall. A.J. off the ladder with an elbow drop on Drew McIntyre through the table. Drew McIntyre has had his ass handed to him right here tonight on Monday Night Raw. Could this be a sign of things to come? AJ just beat down Drew McIntyre, climbs up the top of the ladder and gets the belt. AJ has pulled the WWE Championship down and they cut off the segment as Drew McIntyre was trying to get up there and pull AJ down and and he couldn't get up. He couldn't get back up to his feet. He collapsed over AJ Styles had climbed up to the top of the ladder after driving the elbow into the heart of the Drew McIntyre and climbed up there and retrieved the WWE Championship. Is that a sign of things to come at TLC on Sunday? Will Miz and Morrison play a role in that match? Will Miz cash in the Money in the Bank briefcase on Randy or on uh, – Drew McIntyre or or AJ Styles. What what'll happen? Will he cash in and make it a triple threat TLC? What, you know, you, we don't know. We don't know what'll happen at all, but it's an interesting turn of events here on Monday Night Raw. We've seen a lot of super fast matches, some disqualifications. Fucking freaking uh, Randy Orton said Bray Wyatt in a, in a box on fire and just just you know, that's something we haven't seen. We're supposed to be in a PG era. And, and and now they're setting shit on fire again. We haven't seen that since Kane was unmasked and set JR on fire on Monday night Raw years ago. So, what an interesting turn of events have they have they decided to kind of go a little more edgy and get back into that PG-13 era and get away from the PG era. What are they doing because I mean it, it it's getting a little different. And getting a little different. It's it wasn't It wasn't a complete snooze fest tonight, I'll say that much. Uh, Was I highly interested in the entire show? No. No, I was not. There were some some parts of the show like the Retribution and Ricochet. These guys, you know, Ricochet is a damn good talent. He's being wasted on mid-card bullshit and deserves better. He was a hell of an athlete as Prince Puma and Lucha Underground and was a hell of an independent wrestler and uh, he needs to be slingshotted into something much bigger and better than what they're doing with him in Retribution right now. Um, I'm not a big fan of Matt Riddle, but but what an impressive quick victory over MVP. Uh, maybe he's kind of growing on me, bro. I don't know, bro. Him and the bro nuts and the bro nouns and all the other bro shit he does. Uh, it was an impressive match. I uh, love the fact that Miz and Morrison picked up the victory over Keith Lee. Um, I've noticed throughout Keith Lee's Raw debut that Keith Lee is not where he needs to be to be on Raw with some of the guys he's on there with. So I applaud Vince for seeing that and sending him and Otis back. Now, I also know there's other factors that play a part in that, and that's Vince's ego and Vince's strict policies playing a part in that because Vince McMahon is very big on looks and appeal and physique and things like that. So we'll see what happens and what unfolds. And thank you guys for listening to our Monday Night Raw review. Uh, We'll try to do a little bit of coverage of Impact tomorrow night as Kenny Omega, of course, will be at Impact again with the invisible hand, Don Callis. And then, of course, Wednesday night is AEW Dynamite. Looking forward to watching that as Cody will take on, I believe, the Blade. And uh, we know that uh, Kenny Omega will take on Joey the bad boy, Janela, in a no disqualifications match. And if they let him go, I figure that's going to be an all-out ass-kicking contest from both of these guys. But uh, like I said, it's been a decent show from Raw tonight. I was highly impressed. I was shocked that Lana beat Nia Jax. I didn't expect that. Um, I won't make any bold predictions on TLC today because I haven't seen the full card. I know that the women's tag titles are on the line. I know we got two TLC matches with Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens for their title and Drew McIntyre and AJ Styles for their title, but I have not seen the full card. So I won't make any predictions until later on this week on one of the other podcasts. So be sure to check out the show later this week, um, whether it be the Impact Show or the AEW Show. But check out the show later this week and I'll make some predictions for TLC this coming up weekend and we will get you guys live coverage and updates on our predictions as well as updates on what actually happens. But I want to thank everybody again for their continued love and support of, you know, wrestling with the locals here on our podcast. It's been great. I think uh, I'll have to do the digging. But I think we're moving into the third third or fourth year. Next year will be either three or four years that we've been doing this. And I want to thank you guys for keeping us alive this long. And uh, anybody that still listens, I I do want to point out and this was something I shared with my wife just moments ago and I don't know exactly what happened, how it happened, but the most interesting thing happened. Um, On December 9th, we had about seven plays from the Anchor Podcast platform. They have a performance platform that ranks plays per day Uh, and plays per day doesn't really matter. What matters is overall plays. That that means per day, you know, added up, things like that. They do it. They do a big total thing, and exactly if they played the whole podcast, they can tell if you listen to the whole show. Anyway, so for like two days in a row, we had zero plays, December tenth and eleventh, zero plays total for that one those two days. Uh, and this is not even an accurate thing. This is just for Anchor itself. And then while studying up on our analytics here, we see that on December twelfth. There was 165 total plays. I want to shout out to the folks that hit play and got the number up to 165 plays. I appreciate you guys for doing that. I know it's been hard just listening to my voice. My wife won't podcast with me anymore because I don't make it fun for her, I guess. Or she just gets bored with it and, and she's got other things on her mind. And, of course, Titanic and me aren't in the same area code or within you know, driving distance of each other to actually sit down together. So getting him on the phone with his health and, and my college classes is a little bit of a struggle. But thank you guys for sticking with us. 165 plays in one day just through the Anchor uh, analytics report there. That's awesome. We want to thank you guys for that. Uh, Share us wherever you are if you're following us on Twitter at Locals Wrestling or if you're following us on Facebook at Wrestling with the Locals or if you want to email us, you can email us as well. But share us. I don't care where you listen to us at, whether it be Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, Breaker, Bleaker, uh, Google, iTunes, whatever platform you use to listen to Wrestling with the Locals. Thank you guys for your love and support. And just share that podcast, guys and help us keep getting those numbers up 165 plays in one day that is outstanding thank you give yourselves a round of applause a pat on the back because that's all y'all i'm the one doing the talking but that's all y'all getting us up to 165 plays in one day and that's just on the anchor app that's not including everything that's just on theirs so to whoever That was that, and it it probably wasn't all the same podcast. It was probably a number of different podcasts. that They don't include and break down yet what they do at the end of the month. They break down everything for me. But again, shout out to all you guys, our fans, the people that keep wrestling with the locals going. Don't forget, we'll be doing some more time machine throwbacks with some of the different shows as well as all the up-to-date coverage that we can give you. Hope everybody checked out the final resolution update that we gave you. Y'all have a great week. We're getting close to Christmas. Christmas is just uh, about a, almost a week away. So, you know, things will be slowing down around then for some of the wrestling shows, but not for all of them. But uh, just enjoy your holidays. Hug your family if you can. We know COVID's still an issue. But uh, just keep your head up. Let's have a great time. Let's end this year on a bang, you guys, and go into 2021 kicking ass, taking names, and enjoying wrestling and what we do in life. Thank you, guys, and we'll see you probably tomorrow.